0: Welcome to the Life After Kids podcast with Doctors Brooke and Lynn. We're getting real, raw, and vulnerable on all things midlife. We're sharing our friendship of over 20 years, and we're having honest conversations about our struggles and what it really takes to live a meaningful life after kids. So brew your coffee or steep your tea and pull up a
1: chair. Let's have a chat. Together, we'll rewrite the next chapter in the show Midlife News Boss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life After Kids with Drs. Brooke and Lynn. I'm Dr. Brooke. I'm Dr. Lynn. And we are so glad you're here today. Thank you for joining us.
0: Welcome. We are talking about an important topic to everybody. You just may not know it yet. It's important, very important yes. to you. Um, but we're talking about our gut health and the gut and brain connection and how we feel in midlife. Can be related to more than just our emotions and our brain. You can oh my also gosh! Also be related to our gut. Newsflash! I have so much to say about oh, this. This is Like a huge, topic, so
1: much. Guys. It's a huge topic, and if you if you don't know, like if you haven't heard this before, this idea—it's not an idea. It's a fact now that the gut and brain are so closely connected. Come aboard and jump on the train and have a listen because it's very, very important. It is. And I mean, it, you know, really now it's like we have two brains. We have a brain in our head, obviously, but we have a whole nother brain in our gut. Our, our gut, our intestines has its own nervous system, yeah. the enteric nervous system. I mean, it's just
0: as remarkable what goes on between the two. Yeah. So the gut is known as the second brain. Yeah. And the, you know, we're so used to thinking about pieces and body parts being separated. Yeah. Everything is connected and the nerve nervous system is what does that. Right. So, you know, at birth, when we're in, when you're in an embryo, your gut and your brain are the same thing. They're like connected basically. Yeah. Well, as you grow, you know, before you were born and then afterward, obviously it lengthens out and that connection is distance wise a little further apart, Mm -hmm. but your brain and your gut are connected by a very important nerve called your vagus nerve. You may know about it. And so they stay, that's how they stay in such close connection. Yes. Through that nerve. It's amazing.
1: And here's the thing, and this is why the health of your gut is so important. The vagus nerve not only connects the two, but the vagus nerve, it's, I mean, it's the longest nerve in your body. It's unrem- it's remarkable and it keeps you in a state of rest and digest. So it takes you out of that anxious, like fight or flight mode and calms things down for you. So there again, when we're talking about just mood in general, it's just, you know, common sense would tell you the vagus nerve's connecting the brain and the gut and it's calming things down for you. We need to pay attention. We do we need
0: yeah. to yeah we need to stimulate it so uh, and most of you know that we have all of these friendly bacteria in our body yeah and they reside in our gut right and this culture unfortunately is very germaphobe like we're very afraid of bugs <laughs> but here's the deal we would not be alive if we didn't have those bugs. We're and made of them. We're made our of our whole them. entire body. There's more so many of them than there is of our own cells. Yes. And and yeah, there's more bacterial genetics on us, like DNA, yeah, bacteria from bacteria than there is of our back. And if that grosses you out, hopefully at the end of this, we kind of get you to come around to that because we've got to you, you know, we're just we're taking out so many of these bugs with antibiotics and now so many of them are antibiotic resistance, the bad guys yeah. and all the good guys. Cause these are friendly bacteria guys. They're breaking down our food, but we're even going to talk about how they are responsible for our moods and um, you know, the, the neurotransmitters that give us good feelings of pleasure and rewards and, and all of that. Yeah. And here's the deal, like not to say that, like you got to still be
1: smart and like wash your hands after you go to the bathroom, what? <laughs> but, but like we are right, but we are, so we are so over sanitizing and the, the hand sanitizer, especially since the pandemic, like, and being too sterile is not, that is not conducive to overall health. And you're going to see not just
0: physical health, but like mental health because mental it's so connected health. guys. And that's Hey, that, I mean, we know we have a mental health epidemic. We know there's many reasons for it, but that's We've a never, huge yes. average on that connection because with, for instance, dopamine and serotonin, there's more of those neurotransmitters, which we know dopamine is the reward, mm-hmm. um, serotonin is the, the happy, feel good transmitter that are made from that friendly bacteria in their gut, even in your brain yes from your gut exactly yeah,
1: yeah. so if so we're no destroying wonder, that
0: no wonder we're that, unhappy I, I, we've never even
1: I've never I that think never we crossed just my discovered mind.
0: that I'm pretty sure we need to call the White House and tell them that
1: they're not going to listen <laughs> gonna but yes but yeah so now we've not only you know all the anxiety just from being afraid and being in the house but yeah we've wrecked our guts too and also a quick side note just because we love dogs Research shows that people that own dogs have healthier microbiomes. It's I'm, I'm not kidding. It's true. Well,
0: we can, and we joke we can about you sharing about a that. microbiome because yeah.
1: we're always kissing our dogs, but case <laughs> in point that like, because you know, dogs, they're in the house, they're yeah. in and out of the house and stuff like that. But we
0: do need some exposure to these yes. things. So, because the key for your friendly bacteria is diversity. Yes. Right? So there's not just one strain, there's millions and millions of strains. Yes. And if you're in a place where your gut health is not great, you have to thank your grandparents and your mom and dad and your grandparents and your great-grandparents for that because these strains get passed along. You you can only get the, the strains when you're born that your mom had. Yes. And she can only get what she had before. And so this has been rapidly declining over generations, because when we, years ago, they used to be out in the fields and the soil was good and they weren't as clean with certain things, not as over sanitized, shall shall we say. Um, And so they had healthier populations of these friendly uh, bacteria and then multiple diverse cultures. And now we're in this place where we've just lost that over time. Well, and
1: also, you know, not to get too in the thick of things with birth, but like the, the rate of cesarean sections has gone up. And when you have a cesarean section, the baby's not coming through the vaginal canal and picking up the mother's bacteria, as you said. And so that right there is starting that baby off with a deficiency in their
0: microbiome. Yeah. Yeah. And so So our microbiome our friendly bacteria, they start from our nose and our mouth and they'll go all the way down. And I don't
1: know if you already mentioned the term microbiome, but Dr. Lynn's been talking about the good bacteria, if you did already, but just in case we didn't mention that the good bacteria in your gut is known as your microbiome. Yeah.
0: And that also includes like some viruses and some ye- yeast and some fungus and so forth yeah. that are healthy. Yeah. So we, we just can't lump them all into the bad when we right. think of those. Some things. are not. Some are Sometimes not. Sometimes
1: there are things there, like in my case, sure. you can have some, it's called dysbiosis, where there's an overgrowth of the bad guys and an undergrowth of the good guys. And that that can cause a whole host of issues
0: too. Yeah, for sure. So sure. And so many of us have some of that, but you want to really, your ears want to perk up if you have things like, you know, bloating um, related to your digestion, you, you know, you can't break down fiber very well. You have issues with regurgitation or acid reflux. I mean, there's a whole host of symptoms. symptoms, Um, but also as we know now mental health and, you know, you have some issues with balance and we talk about chemical imbalances. Was that happening in the brain or is that happening in the gut? Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. Um,
1: and if you, if you're having trouble still making this connection between the brain and the gut, just take a step back for a second and think about this. Like we talk about like a nervous stomach. Mm. because for most of us, I know for me, for sure, if I'm going to do something that causes a little bit of stress or anxiety, like just public speaking. yeah, And maybe you've never done that, but even like in school, think about those days when you've, you know, had to give a presentation or whatever the case may be, and you get that an upset yep. stomach <laughs> because our emotions, our brain and our gut are so closely connected. So right. So that's just like a physical example of yeah. that actually going on in your yeah, body because you, you know, get, you're nervous, your brain is anxious. And then because they're so closely connected, it's causing those symptoms in your, From in your, your gut.
0: Through your vagus nerve. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. And we talk about, I feel it in my gut, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you're thinking it. And what does your gut it? say? Yeah. trust your, your gut? Thought? I mean, there's,
1: there are so many things that we've said and think about that we just don't because you probably, well, I'm, I'm a sick, so I have more trouble, but you probably had those moments where something doesn't feel right. And you really can, Oh yeah, you feel it in your stomach, you feel it in your gut. So this is,
0: you know, once again,
1: if you're having trouble wrapping your brain around this contest, there's some proof for you in day-to-day life that this is a thing.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So if, if we know that the friendly bacteria are good, Yep. And we know that we maybe don't have enough of them. What are some ways that we can go about rebuilding, recolonizing more of these different strains of friendly bacteria so that we can balance out and get better moods, get more dopamine, get more serotonin and just be healthier. Yeah. So good. So, I mean, right off the bat, number one,
1: the simplest thing that you can do is to eat a variety of plant foods. The more variety that you have, the better for your gut bacteria, because each different strain, like you mentioned earlier, they like a different type of food and they'll grow better with it. So that's one simple thing. Um, Another thing is um, prebiotic. Let's talk about prebiotic versus probiotic. That's an Mm -hmm. important topic of discussion. So a probiotic is the bacteria themselves, and you can get those from taking a probiotic um, Supplement, capsule form. You can also get that in fermented food. Yes. Prebiotics are the food that feeds the bacteria. It's fiber that your body doesn't break down, but it's fiber that the bacteria will break down for you when it eats it and it helps them proliferate and grow. They like it. And you have to have them both because if you're pumping probiotic or bacteria, the good stuff into your body, but you're not feeding them, they're not gonna proliferate and grow. Do you, offhand, do
0: you know some examples of food names that would be prebiotic fiber? Well,
1: I love green banana flour and you can add that to smoothies. You can get, I get mine off of Amazon. You can, it's powder form, um, Jerusalem artichoke, or also called inulin fiber. You can get that in powder form too. Those would be like a supplemental additions to food. Um, while we're on that topic, potato starch as well. Um, pectin fiber sorry, apple pectin fiber. Yeah. Uh, that's, I think more of a, just a fiber Got that it. I don't know that that would fall under prebiotic. prebiotic. And then if you wanted to talk about foods that you could eat for this, it would be things like asparagus, artichoke, garlic, onion. Those are all super high oh, in prebiotic favorite. fiber. Very good. Yeah.
0: So, all right. You mentioned fermented foods. So yeah, let's, go back to that. let's break that down because I, whenever I've said this to patients, they're like, Oh yeah, I eat plenty of yogurt. Well, <laughs> what kind of yogurt are you eating? and fermented foods? Like, and also they think, yeah, I don't really drink much. I don't drink beer or wine or mm-hmm. so fermented foods are basically just the word we use to explain that food that are seeded with multiple types or some cases one type, but they have many different, many populations of bacteria. Yeah, Right. So fermented food would be things like sauerkraut that is been seeded with a bacterial culture and it's safe to eat you guys so we didn't remember that and that's it's but this is not like traditional sauerkraut that
1: you would buy no. out of a can on the grocery no. shelf because this if you've added any vinegar to anything it's no longer fermented right so it's this is but the ingredients are the cabbage water salt and then you let it sit and the bacteria eventually
0: grow yeah and you, in some cases you can provide it with like through like whey yeah. You can add things to help yeah. it grow, but anyway, yeah. go on. Yeah. I didn't mean to sidetrack yeah. so you. sauerkraut, you can buy pickles, kombucha, you know, we can buy that in the grocery store. It's it's like a fizzy drink because, it's fermented it's fizzy because of the fermented. Yes. Thank you. Um, and, uh, Kavita is another one mm. just they're They're just different like a because sparkling water. Yeah, it okay. is, but it, it comes, never had that. it comes from way. I think that's where okay. that starts and kombucha okay. comes from a starter. like apple cider vinegar. Yes. The difference. Okay. I think, um, very tasty, great substitutes for pop, like in soda, if you're wanting to like get off of that, like Mm. it's a great way to to start that. for Um, so yeah, I mean, these are things you have to seek out in the store and, purposely put into your diet kimchi would be another one yeah and these are
1: also things that you just think of them as like uh, almost like a condiment like this is not you're going to sit down and have a big pile of sauerkraut you might just have in addition to your meal like just a tablespoonful yeah just a little bite of it is sometimes is really like all
0: you need yes and it's a great place to start if you know you start your meal right? Mm-hmm. You start your meal with a little yes. bit of sauerkraut because you're going to feed your your friendly bacteria first, and then you're going to uh, finish with the other Right, stuff,
1: the Also other not a bad idea to have if you're eating a higher carb meal because it will help break down the sugar. Yeah. So many moms in the Life After Kids community are seeking more purpose now that their kids are grown. But over and over again, we hear this one thing. I don't know where to start. That's why we created the Life After Kids Goals Framework and User's Guide. It's the one tool you need to design your new chapter, and it will show you where to start. The best part is, it's free. Use the link go.lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework to get yours now. That's go.lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework. Let's get started redesigning our life today.
0: Yeah, great. Um, yeah, and then the other way to promote them is to not kill them. So yes. <laughs> after you build them up, then don't turn around and kill them again. And here's what kills bacteria. Unfortunately, they don't love sugar. Um, yeah, so, and they don't- The love bad alcohol. guys, the bad guys yeah, do anything, is the problem. That's the thing. So the bad guys- it's like cops and robbers. The more robbers you get, it's, you know, they, they kill the cops. So you've got to balance out the good guys. You've got to put more good guys in, and then you don't want to feed the bad guys and the bad guys love sugar Yeah, and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Any other ways that we could kill them or antibiotics? Yeah. Sanitization, you know,
1: and, and once again, like there's a time and place for everything. So we're not saying like, you can never take an antibiotic, but you know, doing this kind of thing regularly or not giving your body a chance to first mm-hmm. fight whatever's going on on its own. You are just so you know, like every time you take that antibiotic, you're killing the good stuff too. Mm.
0: Yeah. So good. So
1: that, and if you do have to take, by the way, an antibiotic, just as a side note, then you darn sure should be taking a probiotic and fermented food, not along with
0: it, but several hours later yeah. so that you're Usually, building back up. Yep. Usually you take an antibiotic twice a day. So you would take it on the 12 hours. You take the probiotic and the fermented foods on the 12 hours in between. Right. Yep. So yeah.
1: Yeah. So keep, that's keep an FYI, products. just because, you know, just so you know that if you have to do that, that's a safer way to do it because it really does destroy your microbiome. Now, the good news is you can reset your microbiome in three days. In three days, wow, doing cool. good things, you can reset it. Yeah. That's or great. at least start to reset it, and so that's really good news. Once again, we its never too late. We're yeah. adaptable. Our bodies do amazing jobs at healing. So you know, this—the this stuff is important and simple to—you know—simple steps can go a long way.
0: Absolutely, simple. The simplest things are the most powerful. Always. Yeah, I totally agree. Good. Um, so did we talk about, I just wanted to talk more
1: about like mental health and the gut. Yeah. I think this is an important thing. And you already mentioned that number one, um, the gut bacteria produces our serotonin, which is our feel good hormone. Like we always, we want to think that this is like the stuff that's being produced in our brain and what's happening, but that's not the case. And I mean, that's happening in our gut. So like happy gut equals happy mood. Yeah. And also the bacteria that's in our gut is constantly speaking to our brain, like all the time. So if your gut is off, if you have an anxious or an angry gut, guess what it's going to be telling your brain? (laughs) Just think about it in that way. They're in constant communication, (laughs) you know? And um, again, with the vagus nerve, it's important to talk about the feedback there because, I think we, we have the tendency to think of, if we even think of the way our nervous system works, that the brain starts up a signal, it sends it through the nerves and it goes out to wherever it's going in the body. Like it tells the gut to digest the food. But what we don't want to miss is that the body's always talking back to the brain too. And it's, it is that way with the gut. And so if there's something going on in your gut that's not healthy or not good, or it's, you know, inflamed or angry in any way, it's sending negative feedback via the vagus nerve directly to your brain and causing, does that make sense? So, and I, I know this to be true for sure, because I I've had to do so much work on my gut and the healthier my gut gets, the more state of calm I am in. Hmm. It's just as it's, it's, it is remarkable how the two um, affect each other. So that's, that's something that I wanted to say. The other thing that I wanted to mention, and I think you already touched on this, but you know, here's the thing. We talked about all those good things, the probiotic, and I don't want to get too complicated here, but just so you know, this piece of it too, the probiotic, the prebiotic, the fermented foods, if you are in a situation where you have dysbiosis, And if you are somebody that struggles with emotional issues, you could have dysbiosis. Other signs of dysbiosis, so you know, are things like, especially after your last meal of the day, you bloat, you get bloating, right? You have trouble going to the bathroom. It could be diarrhea, constipation. That should be obvious. Um, It could be, like you said, the heartburn. There are many different things, but I think the biggest sign there would probably be bloating and a lot of gas, heartburn, those sorts of things. But if that is the case and you have dysbiosis, remember that dysbiosis is a p- too much of the bad guys or unhealthy bacteria, not enough of the Got good. It. Then when you start to do things like these, all these good things we mentioned, the probiotic, yeah. the prebiotic, you can actually make things worse. At first, at
0: first, you're not making it worse. It's just you're noticing more symptoms because the bad guys are dying. And so,
1: yes. And so sometimes you have to go through like a gut detox and a reset where you need to do something that's natural and safe to kill off the, the guys that are unhealthy so that the good guys can proliferate because
0: it's super important. Yeah. If you're doing all these good things and you're like, man, it's getting worse. I'm just going to quit this. You need to know that a die off reaction. So the bad guys, when they die, they're going to leave behind, they're carrying their genetic components. They're carrying their, you know, all the stuff and they're going to, they're going to die because we're starving them hopefully. Yes. And they're going to leave behind all of that. And then the body has to clean it up. Yes. Right. But it will do that. It just needs time. And you have to get through that valley in order to balance the, right. the good, the good guys out with it. Yeah, with exactly. That. And there are specific
1: probiotics you can take spore based in particular. And the one that I really love is um, megaspore. and they act. So they have a strain of bacteria in there. That's actually like a natural antibiotic. And what I mean by that is when you take it, that bacteria that's in there will actually kill things that should not be in your gut.
0: That's cool. It'll eat. Yeah.
1: So So that's it eats muscle. Yeah. So you're not (laughs) only giving your bacteria good stuff that you need to grow, but it's also killing off the bad things. So you can start taking that and actually have a little more gas or a little bit of diarrhea. And that's because you're having die off, Mm -hmm. which is super cool. Um, at least I I'm sounding really nerdy here,
0: but, um, I think (laughs) this this is your jam. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One other thing too though. that I think we should mention because we're talking about the gut and how it affects the brain. But by the way, like when we talk about longevity and health, we just have to have good digestion. That's all there is to it. Just to detox waste to be, even if you're looking at like your waist size, a lot of times we think that we've get, we have weight in the middle and, and we can, but sometimes it's just because we're very bloated because our mm-hmm. digestion's not working well and we should be going to the bathroom once a day. And the reason why I bring this up is because we talked about this gut brain connection. It should not be lost on us that you can be doing all of these good things. You can be eating healthy, you can eating your vegetables. And this was part of my problem. You can be doing the probiotic, the prebiotic, but if you are under a lot of stress and you're living your life in fight or flight, and your brain is just not functioning the way it needs to, you will never digest the way you should because mm. the two are so closely connected. So you have to, it, you can't forfeit one for the other. No. So we need to make sure our gut's healthy, but we also need to make sure that we are
0: managing our stress and we're emotionally balanced. Yeah. I love this diagnosis of IBS. And I mean, I'm please, you know, if this is you and you're struggling with it, it's, it's very real. And it is very a real thing. painful. Yeah. But the diagnosis is just these names. It's like irritable bowel syndrome. Well, no shit, Sherlock, let's like, <laughs> use <excuse> my <laughs> no, terms, intended. but yeah, of course your bowel is irritated, irritated, but so, but what does that mean? And how does, how do I fix that? And unfortunately, you know, mainstream medicine, Western medicine doesn't take the step to help you bridge that gap fully. It it can provide some medication that can alleviate the symptoms, Yeah, but there are issues going on potentially, or more than likely, like we're talking about, like yeah. that your gut is off or that you're having some sort of food allergy that's been, yeah. uh, you know, unchecked, undiagnosed. Right. And And so, yeah, but I love your point to the fact that you can't be healthy if you don't have healthy digestion. Yeah, and by the way, since you mentioned food
1: sensitivity, very most of the time a food sensitivity is because you have gut dysbiosis. So when you heal the gut, more times than not, food sensitivities go away. That's not to say if you have, say... um, celiac that that's going to go like that's the thing that that there's there's some that's differences in the there but um but yeah a lot of those sensitivities will go away for you the other thing is real quick because you brought up irritable bowel syndrome that that can be a real thing and for some people that is because of something like Crohn's where you have an autoimmune and we're not trying to discount that in any way like you are definitely going to need some extra help there and you're definitely going to need to stress manage the problem comes in when that's just it's a blanket diagnosis for everything yeah and there are some simple, natural things that we can do to help some of the symptoms right. we feel, Even right? if
0: you suffer with Crohn's, you know, obviously- you There's know, a lot of- Some medical uh, interventions as well, but don't discount the, the the diet and the exercise changes that you can- 100%. in your control to help you man- better are, manage. Right, that will help you if you need to be medicated, will help the
1: medication yeah. do what it needs to do better. It will help it to be more efficient. And since, you, since we're now on this- if you do suffer with, uh, Crohn's disease, um, or ulcerative colitis, you may want to check out, uh, Danielle Walker's work. Um, because she's got cookbooks and great newsletters and recipes, and she, she struggles with the same thing. So she started her business because she wanted to help other people, um, start to heal through more natural ways. So anyway, something to think about. Great way to close up. Yep. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. So guys, thank you um, so much again for joining us. If you have any questions about this topic or anything out, DM us, email us. We are checking that regularly and you will hear personally from one of us. Um, We want to hear your feedback and we want to know what you want to hear about too. So don't hesitate there and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. The website is www.lifeafterkids.com.
0: Yeah. If you like this episode, please share it and have an amazing week. And just go out and show midlife who's boss. Yes. Thanks again
1: for listening to Life After Kids. When you have a moment, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you liked our conversation, hit follow and share it with a friend. For more on Life After Kids, go to www.lifeafterkids.com. We'll be back every Sunday, and we hope you will too. Until next time.